This is the former and five-time world Madden champ, Jordan 13-8, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. That's right. What's going on, everybody? It is Saturday, September 10th, 2022, 8 a.m. sharp. This is podcast number 105. We're not going to play the Walters intro because we're going to get right into it. So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I'm one of the lovely hosts. This is The Garlic Johnson. Josh, your other lovely host. Say hi to the folks. What is up, folk? Uh, we got a Discord, anchor.fm slash hoodpods, where you can leave us voicemails. Uh, you can listen to us where podcasts are available. Segment start times down in the description below. Josh, how you doing this morning, pal? Oh, doing well. Been up since about 3 a.m. Why? It's dope to get the pod going. No, I'm just kidding. I woke up like an hour ago. Um, Jeez. But uh, yeah, no, I'm doing well. How are you, Gar? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, early, early on, I couldn't decide when I heard your voice before the show started. I wasn't sure. I was like, oh my God, is this guy sick? Or is it just like, you literally haven't said words to anyone all day. You just kind of had a little more like groggy or almost congesting sounded voice. So are you feeling okay? Or was it just, you hadn't said any words to anyone yet? So you just weren't ready. Well, I've been dealing with allergies. Um, and, and that part that might, it might be, um, partly because I've been microdosing COVID-19 to just try and become an absolute, um, immune monster. Um, so it's, it's been, uh, it's, it's been going okay. Um, I can see sound now, so I'm not sure if that's meant to happen, but, uh, yeah, so that's probably why I sound a little bit off. Jeez. Okay. Uh, sh- <laughs> Microdosing COVID nineteen. I was just texting Jamie yesterday. She does. It doesn't sound like we'll have a weekly medical minute, but she's hoping to get us a cu- at least a couple throughout the season. She's obviously a real life doctor who is has a child and is currently pregnant with another child. So you know she's wait what? She's got stuff going on. Uh, I don't think I'm. Breaking I didn't know any that. News there. I guess I hadn't heard anything. I don't go on social media though, so. Um, I but yeah, if I, I, guess, if I just uh, broke news, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure that's been news for a while. God, I hope well, so. Well, congrats on having, um, a seed in the garden of life. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you're doing good. Microdosing COVID-19. Maybe Jamie will cover that. It's the whole point I brought it up. I'm doing all right. Josh, do we just want to get right into some fantasy football talk here? Yeah, we lost Eric's already. So there goes our, their, our fan base. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we barely yeah, knew so, ye. Yeah. Yeah. RIP in peace. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is going to be the, the first episode of season 15 of the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Um, and I say season 15 because I actually don't remember what season we're on, uh, but episode five. 105. Okay. Perfect. So going to start something new, quick hitters right off the bat. Um, <laughs> something new. <laughs> yeah um but uh so these were these were found on reddit so i don't know if you know that reddit does like a weekly um kind of a best pick type deal and so you can go in and pick and they're all who who should i start um and so i just picked and choose a couple of them um figured we'd do it together as a team uh kind of extended a little bit longer so it's not necessarily a quick hitter but uh for quarterbacks they had um would you rather have russell wilson at Seattle, or Kyler Murray versus Kansas City at home. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, see, this, this exact, like, scenario is what I always struggle with. Because Wilson against Seattle, that looks like the slam dunk. Uh, that looks like the slam dunk pick, right? Like, he sh- he is capable of scoring 50 points if he wants to. But it's also, is he going to score 50 points? Are they going to go up 30 and then bench their starters? Like, it, are they just going to run the rock all day? I always struggle with those, like, really lopsided matchups. I, I can never decide if I should start those players or not. Whereas Kyler, he looks like he, Arizona versus KC. I know. KC doesn't have Tyreek anymore. They're still they still should be a prolific offense. That one looks like a shootout to me. Looking at this scenario where Wilson has the much easier path to points, I would assume Kyler's involved in the shootout. I think I would take Kyler, even though Wilson should have the easier day. That's how my logic goes. I'm not saying that's the correct answer, but between Russell Wilson at Seattle or Kyler versus KC, I would take Kyler versus KC for the shootout. Yeah, no, I mean, valid valid points, I think, because I, I picked the ones that I was having kind of like a hard time going with like a gut reaction. Like I would be like, oh, geez. Um, but uh, I, I had the same thought process as you, but my I was leaning Wilson just because it is that uh, revenge game against his former team. He's going to want to go out there and show out. Um, and I think that Denver would allow him to do that, even though they would probably be a run heavy to start. Um, but with the shootout versus Kyler, that is another thing. Plus, he's got the ability to run. Um and so I do think that um, you really can't go wrong with either of these players. I don't think you'd have both of them on your roster, but maybe if you're doing a daily fantasy deal, um, that's that's one thing to look at. But I would say, yeah, uh, just for the shootout value, it, it might be Kyler. I don't think Kansas City is going to pull away as much just because they don't have Tyreek anymore. So, um, But Kyler doesn't have his favorite weapon in DeAndre Hopkins. So, um, But I would say between the two, Kyler has... Um, the possibility of getting more points just because of that shootout aspect. So I see you have another column on the table here, pod picks. Does that mean you and I are coming to a consensus? Yeah, like I said before I started, um, that that would be the idea. Well, let's see, Josh, do you think I listen to you when you talk? Nah, well, you know, that's probably why half of our listeners wonder if there's a second host, because they don't know that I talk. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you, yeah, never mind. I won't even go to it. But okay, I, so we're both saying Kyler then. Is that are we? Yep. Is that all right? All right. So there we go with the QB between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. We're telling you, folks, if you happen to have that conundrum, you probably don't on your team because you're drafted in the same area. But if you're leaning between Kyler or Wilson, the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast officially endorses Kyler Murray, quarterback, Arizona. Uh, moving on to running backs, Josh, you have listed here Kareem Hunt um, at Carolina or Corderell Patterson versus Nolens. And we got Eric's back. Hell yeah, baby. We did it. We did it. Let's take a moment to he celebrate. He got my there. letter. He got my letter. Yes. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so we're looking at start set running backs Kareem Hunt at Carolina or Corderell Patterson at home versus Nolens. Josh, I talked in length last time to start. Let's hear what you're thinking Hunt versus Patterson, start versus sit. Yeah, like uh, so. This is one that's probably a little bit more realistic that you could have both of them on your team. Um, one's the second RB on the team um, in Hunt, and then Patterson is technically the starter. Um, and so, um, I did have a hard time like thinking which one would I rather have. Um, I think that personally, I'm a big fan of Cream Hunt. Everybody knows that, but Patterson had an amazing year last year, um, and the, they're going against some tough defenses. So I do think that that's gonna um, that might have. Um, an impact on some of them, but I do think that Kareem Hunt is going to have a little bit more opportunity in the pass game. Um, not that Patterson won't, because he used to be a wide receiver, um, but Kareem Hunt has been a top 10 running back um, when healthy, even as the second run- running back on that team. So um, I would lean Hunt in this situation. Um, and so, Gar, how do you feel? 
I mean, so I'm, I was I was not trying to get you to stall because I didn't say anything out loud at all, but I'm trying to pull up um, Kareem Hunt's game log from last year just because I know how high you are on Hunt, and I know the entire fantasy community just really seemed to fade Cordell Patterson this year after the – I mean, he did fade himself at the end of last year, but – I mean, if you're looking at Kareem Hunt's output for 2021, he starts eight, I guess, I don't know if I'm looking at PPR standard, I guess it doesn't really matter, but assuming it's PPR, 18 points, 8 points, 30 points, 20 points, 30 points, 13 points, and then he was hurt the rest of the season, it looks like, so, yep. and then uh, I guess he had a three-point and a four-point performance in the middle there, but <sighs> that's all... <sighs> I don't know. I guess to me, I just know that um, not, not Kareem Hunt will obviously get touches in this offense, but are you not worried about the Browns offense being absolutely garbage with Jacoby Brissett under the helm? Did you talk about that? Because I might have legitimately missed it. Both offenses look really bad, but I'm more worried about the Browns offense than I think I am about the Falcons offense just for the fact that Patterson has the clearest path to touches and the game plan's already set, whereas Jacoby Brissett is garbage. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I did not mention that, um, but I do, I do agree that both offenses are going to be kind of a struggle bus. Um, but if they, if they do struggle, um, oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, both quarterbacks kind of question marks coming off. I mean, both of them were backups last year. Now they're starting uh, for their team. Um, I just think I, I personally think that New Orleans defense is a little bit stronger than Carolina's against um, everything. Uh, so Patterson would have a harder time getting points. And like you said, he did fade off last a little bit near the end of last season. And then um, he's he's um, a few years older than Patterson. So who knows if he's going to hit that kind of hump and get over it. Um, but uh, like I said, these are supposed to be tougher decisions. So um I mean, I'll, I think I'll, that I'll ride with you on Hunt just because I don't know that you'd ever come over to Patterson. But I guess for me, I might start Patterson in my own personal league. But if we want to do a podcast official, I can totally see what you're saying with Hunt. So I can just, I'll happily concede there for that one. All right. Yeah. No, and that's fine. And it's not that I wouldn't ever go to Patterson. It's just that if they were playing anybody other than New Orleans, I, I might have, I might have oh. gone over to him pretty easy. Uh, but New Orleans defense has been pretty stout against the run in the past. So. I, I assume that things haven't changed a whole lot. All right, Microdose, what's the next uh, next one we got here then? We've got rookie running back, so still a situation in which you could have both, but we've got Damian Pierce, uh, Texans versus Indiana, Indianapolis, um, and then Brees Hall uh, versus Baltimore, both playing at home, both playing solid defenses, both on question mark offenses, uh, both rookies. Um, Gar, who do you think? I mean, to me, and I, I'm, I'm one who really resists hype. I've made that pretty obvious. I would definitely go, I should say training camp hype. Of course, Brees Hall still has a hype of his own being the top running back in the draft. With that said, I would definitely go Brees Hall over Damian Pierce just because I think Brees Hall is the much more talented back. I mean, he was drafted, was it the first round or early second round, wherever he was drafted? I think it was the first round. Um, he was drafted. He was drafted there for a reason. Versus Damian Pierce was what the fourth round, and so of course Damian Pierce beat up Marlon Mack. But Marlon Mack was put to the practice squad and then cut from the practice squad. So I don't know that that's necessarily the biggest endorsement for Damian Pierce, considering his competition was Marlon Mack, often Achilles, and Rex Burkhead. Um, 
So I would go Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall has the much safer floor and the much higher ceiling. So Brees Hall over Damian Pierce to me is a slam dunk. I won't struggle with this, but I know you love Damian Pierce. So I'm interested in what you think. Yeah, I mean, I, both of them are. Both of them seem to have the potential. Uh, does it change your opinion at all on Brees Hall, knowing that Michael Carter is listed as a starter for Sunday? Who cares? Okay, um, I guess yeah. With Cam Akers being listed as a starter, that doesn't necessarily uh, mean anything. But uh, um, I don't have any issue going with that because I know Indiana's front seven is pretty tough. Um, and and like you said, Brees is going to get his. I think that um, Joe Flacco as quarterback. I mean, Dougie Davis Mills is not. You know, he's not a scrub um, as he showed last year. But um, I think that the Jets' offense is is going to be okay. Uh, the Texans is still going to be a question mark. I mean, and by okay, I mean not bottom three so I would be fine conceding to Brees on this one just because he has that capital um, they're going to want to get him the ball just to see what he's all about in the regular season uh, Damian Pierce yeah he's um, he didn't have that competition but he showed that he can do it um, and I, I believe in college he wasn't utilized to the best of his abilities uh, based on what I'd seen on Reddit and other things so the Texans offense has done a better job of exposing that so um, so you're going Pierce Oh, sorry. No, you're absolutely wrong. Brees, for sure. I was okay. just listening to you talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no. So, the last point I, I wanted I to think... make was Ola B.C. Johnson was listed as the start over Justin Jefferson for two weeks. So maybe Brees Hall starts well, slow, he... but Brees Hall is the obvious slam dunk. He technically was. All right. But that doesn't mean that he's the better player. So, um, Well, maybe this week. Right. Anyways, I'm saying Brees Hall, and I, I know everyone, it's well documented your love for Damian Pierce, but all right. Next, we're talking stud wide receivers. Of course, no one's really going to have the start set. Maybe this is more for a daily fantasy consideration. Um, That's why I kept it, yeah. Which is legit. So stud wide receivers, would you rather have Justin Jefferson versus Green Bay or Jamar Chase versus Pittsburgh? Um, you know, I'm obviously going to ride with my boy Jefferson. These are both really talented wide receivers, no question about it. Um, it seems like the game plan is going to be built around Jefferson. Of course, there'll be other pieces, but if you got Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Rams, who just gave a triple crown to Cooper Cup. There are a lot of designed plays just to get Cooper Cup the ball. They put Cooper Cup up against safeties and linebackers instead of those outside corners. Um, so assuming Kevin O'Connell comes over here and is scripting the game plan around Jefferson a lot, it would seem foolish to not take Jefferson, especially in a PPR format. I don't think not coming in here saying Jefferson's going to be the next slam dunk triple crown like Cup was last year. But Jefferson, I think, has the much higher floor. Chase is obviously capable of putting up a 40-point game. We saw it, I think, at least once, if not multiple times last year. I just think Chase's floor is much, much lower. And so I would prefer Jefferson. But Sorry, I was, I was doing exactly what you did when I was talking about a team once. And <laughs> I was trying to find uh, stats on players. Yep. Um, <clears throat> stats are important, man. Yeah. Um, I apparently can't read either, so I'm just going to ask you to keep on talking for a little bit. Sure, I can keep reading. I mean, whose stats are you trying to look up? We can we can work together here. We are we are co-hosts, of course. Um. Oh, I'm an idiot. So um, I'm looking at Jamar Chase's games against Pittsburgh last year. He had one that was about 21 and one that was six. Um, so that's so, what I'm saying. The floor is just... Yeah, and then um, 
I'm going to try and pull up Jefferson's now real quick. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, more more points about Jamar Chase. I guess he only has the two, maybe three sub 10 point game. Well, no, four. Four sub 10 point games. And he has a 14 point game in here. Um, a 10 point game. So, I mean, it's just like Jamar Jefferson is really, really good. He had 60 points this one week in whatever league this is. I don't even know what this scoring this might be in brad's guillotine league so that might have some bonuses built in there but um but yeah i mean jamar chase his ceiling is crazy high his floor is just so much lower and so i know you're pulling up the stats for jefferson jamar chase has the potential um, to beat the world but what do you got for jefferson there josh yeah so jefferson had a game of 35 against green bay and then a game of 8.8 against green bay so he, both of them had a solid game, and then both of them had a, a kind of a not a stinker. Was the but a eight point eight game the second game when Sean Mannion was QB? I uh, that might be the case. I mean, he had eleven targets, still six catches. So yeah, probably. Um, but then we're, I'm also thinking like Jair Alexander didn't play last year. He'd be on Jefferson. Um, Who? And then yeah, exactly. Who? Um, they're they're calling him literally. Jair Alexander, because that's his name. But uh, then Eric Stokes is in the system again. I think that Green Bay has the top corners in the NFL right now. Um, and so it would be, I, I do think that that kind of plays into it. But like you said, Jefferson is going to be in that uh, um, kind of the focal point of that offense. So I'm, I'm fine with going Jefferson in this one. Um, I do think that Chase is a solid player. Um, but I do think that uh, Jefferson is going to be um, heavily focused to start. All right, because even you, I mean, I guess, are, is the Green Bay the type of defense where corners always follow receivers, or are they going to be more sticking to the scheme or sticking to zone? Like, if Jefferson went inside, like if Jefferson was in the slot, or if Jefferson was lined up right next to the line or like in a bunch, would the corner be on him, or would it be pretty easy for us to get, you know, a, technically a linebacker or a safety covering Jefferson instead? Because that's the big thing, right? So, I mean, if well, you're going to have one of those shutdown corners. If he goes inside, he's going to have all pro um, Rasul Douglas covering him. So, um, it's one of those things Ooh. like, yeah, the, the corners are solid. Plus, the um, the rookie linebacker that they drafted is really, really fast and really good in coverage. So, obviously, Jefferson's really, really, really good as well. Uh, so, it'll be an interesting uh, kind of trial by fire for that rookie. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm kind of nervous this season with all the hype the Green Bay defense is getting. Um, I'm just I'm, – I'm getting ready for a, you know, the 2000 uh, – 13 to 2019 green bay defense to come back um where they were literally 33rd in the league all right what's our last start sit here josh our last start sit kind of a flex option where we got dallas goddard tight end for philadelphia uh plays for philadelphia and he's at detroit uh melvin gordon um who is a Denver running back at Seattle and then Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay wide receiver at Dallas. So all of them playing away, all of them playing, um, different positions, more of a flex option. Obviously got to realize that, you know, tight ends don't score as much, but, um, we're looking at a backup running back, um, going or backup running back. Um, and then a wide receiver who is, um, potentially not playing i guess uh, so i didn't really necessarily think about that but we could do godwin or um <laughs> gage or whoever else is in there too so sure. we'd rather have the tampa bay not mike evans um or gordon goddard uh well so i mean i've talked about this kind of a lot this year um just did a lot of reading about fantasy over the offseason to be historically to have a really good tight end season you need to be a top two target on your team so that doesn't mean that you can't those tight ends can't have really good games here and there um 
But Goddard is not a top two target on his team. With Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, there's just no way. And so generally, that doesn't, again, Goddard could put up 20 points any given week, but you just never know when that's going to happen. So I probably would not be starting Goddard based on his pecking order in that Philly offense. Um, Melvin Gordon, of course, he's on the timeshare with Javante Williams. Nathaniel Hackett came out just yesterday and said he's going to play the hot hand. So who knows if you know Denver goes up thir- 21 to 30 early, are they going to be resting the old guys? Or would they rather be protecting Javante, who's the, the up-and-comer? I don't know. Maybe they rest both of them and just give Michael Boone the ball a lot. Shout out former Vikings back. Um you know, so I th- I think Gordon has the safest floor, even though he could end up not being the hot hand, one fumble, and then he could be on the bench for a while. Whereas if it's Godwin or Russell Gage, that one's tough. I mean, that one should be a shootout. I mean, so it seems like there's plenty of potential for the wide receiver two for Tampa. So I'm definitely Goddard's out of it for me. Landing between Gordon and. Um, Tampa Bay wide receiver two I'd probably take Tampa Bay wide receiver two just based on the upside I love Melvin Gordon but if if it's in my flex position um instead of my desperate RP2 RP Jesus Christ RB2 position I think I'm taking um the wide receiver two for Tampa Bay regardless of who it is yeah, so I mean, if we're looking at Gordon Godwin, and and we're sticking with Godwin, um, I would go Gordon just because of that injury risk. Um, and so technically, we are doing a uh, who should I start with these players, knowing their injury status. Um, so I kind of changed the rules, and then realized I changed the rules without thinking. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, I would I would go Gordon uh, just because of his. Um, the timeshare that they had, even if um, Hackett said they're going to run the hot hand, um, he's you know. Gordon's Gordon's not necessarily um, too big of a risk when it comes to that. He had a solid season last year, um, a very quiet season last year. Um, and then I do think that um, I, I had read somewhere that the split, everybody's thinking Javante is going to be that 90% kind of Delvin Cook, Joe Mixon type guy. Um, but it it read somewhere that, you know, he's it's going to be more of a 60-40, which... You know, 40% of the snaps in that offense with solid running running uh, blocking, um, I would take Gordon um, just because, like I said, that injury risk to Godwin. If we were doing wide receiver twos, I'd lean your your route um, with uh, Tampa Bay just because that, I, that game's going to be a shootout. Right. Okay. Yeah. If you're stri- if you're keeping me strictly to Goddard, Gordon, or uh, Godwin, the, all the G's, I'm obviously taking Gordon over Godwin just because I don't think Godwin's going to play, or if he does, it'll probably be a limited snap count. I do think. I mean, Josh, I've been pounding the table for Melvin Gordon all off season, so I wasn't trying to downgrade him. I just think you know the Tampa Bay two receiver had more potential. But if I'm sticking to these three players, I'm definitely taking Melvin Gordon with you. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. So then we'll we'll stick to the rules I had laid out in the beginning. Rock on. All right, um, so those are all the start sits. I'm sure most people, I mean, this is just, so, um, you know, we're not going to let the podcast go too long. We're only at 20 minutes right now, so we're doing good. But this is, a lot of people in fantasy say, week one, don't worry about it, just play your studs. Are you a play your studs guy week one, or do you already start to play the matchups week one? Because this was an interesting, you know, um, dynamic here week one with the start sit, but do you always start your studs week one, or do you start playing the matchups right away? Like, do you never start your studs and see how they fall out? Obviously, Allen Robinson, Cam Akers, let a lot of people down last night or Thursday night. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it depends on what your definition of studs are because if you have, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you're never going to Round five him. and above. Round five and above, yeah. yeah I'm not going to... 
I'm not going to sit guys that I draft. I drafted as starters. Um, and so that, you know, Alan Robinson, he's in my starting lineup for guillotine. So I'm already writing my obituary. Um, <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's one of those things like, yeah, start your studs. doesn't matter what the matchups are, game plan situations, all those things factor into it and make things change as the game goes on. We, we saw that on Thursday. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to sit somebody, um, that I drafted that high week one. Um, later on, if there's injuries, things like that, I might take the opportunity, um, but it would be a very tough decision for me. Rock on. Yeah, I didn't really have an opinion on the deal, but I was curious what you thought. Moving on to just some quick fan duel favorites, Josh. We're still doing the fan duel podcast play along. Obviously, poor Eric's who's listening right now live can't play, but we've already got 10 people in the contest. Need some more people to play. Um, I guess we don't need more people to play. We can play with just 10 for sure. But if you're listening to this podcast live and you played the podcast play along last year, so people like, I mean, Nikita just got in there, Hammer, Jesse T, um, Jacob's not going to play again, Elena, she was a big one last year, Brad, Crystal, Cody's back in there, um, Carmel Bear's alt account. So um, I'll start sending out some texts here, I think, last minute to see if people want to play. We don't need people to play. We're not begging at this point. But if you'd like yeah, to do I the would, pod- I would. Sorry, I would text because Nikita didn't see that message. So it's possible sure. that if they have it muted that um, they didn't see it. And so I would text it out um, and, and, and just to gauge interest then. Yeah, yeah no, I will. And, the, and they can even join after week one. If we're only doing the top 10 or top 10 best scores, someone could theoretically join week nine and still, you know, be eligible or week eight, whatever, whatever. That, I think it's week nine, whatever that math is. But anyways... So if you'd like to join, get in there, Venmo me 10 bucks to secure your spot. Josh, for us this week, I know we've talked about a lot about Sammy Watkins, but if Sammy Watkins is going to have a bust of a season, he always has a fantastic week one. Sammy Watkins is always bust in week one. So to get Sammy Watkins for 55 hunch, that seems like a steal. Alan Lazard is doubtful. Someone's got to catch the ball over in Green Bay. Sammy Watkins for 55 hunch seems like a big um, stud to me. Who do you got? Yeah, no, I mean, I saw that pick and I was like, yeah, um, the number of wide receivers on the Green Bay roster that has caught in a pass from Aaron Rodgers in the game this season, Cobb, um, so <laughs> uh, that are playing on Sunday, I should say. So yeah, Watkins is a solid pick. He's talk- been talked up. I had Michael Carter uh, just because he is listed as that starter. He's only 5,200. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and score you 50 points, but um Going up against Baltimore offense, he has the opportunity to catch passes out of the backfield as well. Uh, if you're struggling to find uh, space and you need to take a discounted player, take Carter. Uh, that's just my opinion on that. Gar, what do we have for a weekly preview? Ah, uh, well, I mean, you we kind of we're kind of still feeling out what we want to do for these um, these different podcast segments with the short shows, and we're kind of getting to the end of our time. Of course, we did use a lot of time with a start set discussion; those might be quicker um, later on. But I mean, I don't know. Do you just want to talk about the league matchups real quick, or any storylines or news going in? Obviously, there's a big border battle between Green Bay and uh, the Minnesota Vikings, so I don't know how much you want to go into real football or just keep it fancy focused, but. Um, I guess I didn't have anything specifically planned for this. I know you've made some waiver wire transactions. I don't think anything crazy's happened, but um, yeah, Nikita I mean, I updated their team to, name. I know that. Yeah, I don't think we need to get into anything too big with the league just because it is week one. And um, obviously, Thursday night's game, only, it was supposed to be fantasy relevant for a lot of people. Um, if you had Cup, Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis, or um, Allen, congrats. If you had... Uh, acres or any of the rams players other than cup sorry um and so it's a daryl henderson um, did fine for you 
set of my bench, oh, I guess but... yeah, Hunterson did fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so that's you know that's kind of the big storylines of the week so far, um, as far as I know, as far as the border battle goes. Um, I'm nervous. It's it's going to be interesting to see with this new offense um, how they handle it. I think it's going to be a very run heavy Green Bay offense um, with some short passes, something to keep the rookies kind of um, in the game plan and and the young wide receivers in the game plan. But uh, um, it should be you know it's it's football. Football's back, baby. Football is back. Are you worried all at all about Bakhtiari? Uh, is he going to play? I don't think he's going to play. They said that he was doing some rehab on the sidelines. Um, it, it's it's a very interesting situation. It sounds like that injury and the surgeries were just kind of the worst case scenario all the way through last year. Yeah. Um, and so it sucks. He's a star player. Um, but I, I don't know what it is in the water in Green Bay, but those offensive linemen, it doesn't necessarily matter where they're drafted. We could probably go outside, find some dude eating a bucket of cheese curds on the corner and, and put him in at left tackle, and he'd do just fine. Um, but... Uh, as long as that guy's name is like Elton Jenkins or David Blocktiari. But um, it's a interesting interesting situation with that line. They're very fluid. Um, so him being out for week one, yeah, it sucks going up against uh, Minnesota, whose strength is probably their edge rushers. Um, but we'll see what happens. All right. I do want to shout out to Eric's in the chat. I don't think we ever mentioned it um, at the beginning of the show, but he said calling it right now in the – I guess the 2022 NFL season opener thread works. I did I did use a new thread feature in uh, Discord to yeah. see what it was like. Um, I guess we could use that for the whole weekend. I just planned for the Thursday night. Anyways, Steelers puts in the, or Eric's puts in the chat. Steelers, Bengals. Steelers are going to win 372 to three. Calling it now. So that's what we want to see for this preview show. We want to hear some hot takes. We want to hear some bets. Obviously, Eric's is 100 sincere and serious when he talks about the Steelers absolutely clobbering the Bengals. Sorry about it, Mecca. Sorry about it. Um, but yeah, so that's what that's what we kind of want to see going forward for this Saturday morning show. Of course, we don't expect a lot of people to listen live Saturday morning because they'll probably be hungover. Eric's a little bit different. He's eight hours in the future. But uh, if people have some start-sit quandaries for us, um, you know, in the upcoming weeks, or if they want to throw out some bets or some hot takes, that's what we want to see. There's a you know, there's a channel in the Discord. Um, hashtag for the show so if you'd like to put that stuff in there that's what we'd like to do i mean we can sit here and talk about our own shit all all night and day but um if anyone wants to give us stuff for the preview show and talk about in the upcoming fantasy week we'd love to talk about whatever you would like us to talk about uh to keep that fan interaction going one last thing i want to update is nikita for our league she updated her team name to cup of tea um so i like that a lot better than whatever it was kurt covids or whatever um so cup of tea much better team name she's using cooper cup and t higgins and then jamie always really good with the team names this one not we've probably seen this one a couple times but jamie has been a huge fan of the backstreet boys jamie's team name is currently the dak street boys so jamie came through with a good team name josh how long do you think pack lives ladder is going to live for you um until they lose so probably uh february all right well that's all we got folks hope our start sit um stuff was interesting for you this i'm guessing the saturday morning show will be a lot more football and fantasy football focused whereas the review show will probably you know go through some highlights and some updates but that'll be the one more where if we were to do a fay farver if we were going to be a little more chillax this and that that'll be on the tuesday night show at 8 p.m so this was our podcast everyone thank you so much for listening we'll see how this new two podcasts a week format does for us but that's all we got good luck with your fantasy matchups week one josh vikings are gonna absolutely destroy the packers by 50 calling that right now you can go grocery shopping or doing whatever you're gonna do go microdose some more covid but that's all we got so unless you got anything else josh will just play us out
Go Packers. All right. Goodbye, everyone. I got deuces. I'm going to go pull a pull Lamar. Pull Lamar, huh? Go poopy boy? Yeah, buddy. All right. Peace out, man. Deuces. Eric, thanks for listening. You're a beautiful soul.